Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined by Christian Garcia. What up nerds? What up nerds? Uh, super excited to be back. Last episode was great. Uh, Want to let... Oh hey, what's that crackly crackle? I know. It's probably fine now. Don't touch anything. That's probably fine. Um, exciting news. Nerds with Friends is now on Spotify. So you can now listen on that. Though I tried it out last night. Um, and... Sound quality is actually really good, but uh, it doesn't actually count for our plays. On so don't. Bus route. So don't. <laughs> or, I mean, do, but then go back and list it on the site. It doesn't matter. Listen to it. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Especially your mom. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Everybody's um, listening. <laughs> everybody's listening up, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, also, check out our page on Facebook.com slash Nerds with Friends. Uh, maybe it was Nerds with Friends podcast, but search it on there. Let us know what you'd like to talk about. We'd like to see a little bit more audience participation. Tweet at us. Tweet at us at Nerds with Friend. Um, Instagram us. DM us. Slide into those ooh, DMs. Ooh, slide sulturally into the DMs. Hey, you know, I got I got a little email through our website about someone wanting us to uh, uh, like do an ad for their tea service. Did you see that? No, but fuck it, I'm down. Coming soon, maybe. We might be a, we might have our first official sponsor. I'll have to look into it. Well, I'm definitely looking into it now. <laughs> yeah, mm. I do love me some tea. So okay. let's let's not before we get paid. Before we, let's let's get paid first before we start. I mean, I'm indifferent towards this tea. Someone has to change my mind. <laughs> 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 if only there was someone out there who was a spokesperson for the brand, who I could trust. <laughs> but uh, yeah, excited to be back. Uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the movie Us. By uh, Jordan Peels, um, and then uh, some other stuff that's been going on in the nerd world. But before we do that, we got to start off as we always do with our nerdy confessions, where we confess things that make us nerds. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Sure, I can go first. Um, uh, my nerdy confession is I'm I'm loving Shutter. Um, uh, for the horror fans out there, actually, we've been getting a lot of uh horror peoples uh following. Uh, so <laughs> bunch of horrors. Bunch of them whores. Um, whores. I'm really enjoying Shutter in particular. Um, drive in with Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, it's awesome. He does a great job of talking about uh, old school movies, giving out great information. Uh, also with Kinky Horror, the male girl, you know, easy on the eyes. Makes it a little bit easier to, to watch. Uh, but recently started watching Critters and the new binge. So, uh, What's that? You know that '80s horror movie came after Gremlins. Little hairy. I know Critters. Is there, is there a new Critters? There's a new show. It's, oh, it's not a even. Show. It's not even a movie. It's a show. Um, what's that's kind of cool. I didn't know there were shows on. Uh, yeah, Shutter. yeah. There's original, original shows. Well, aside from like, uh, like review type interview shows, but that's cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They're ten minute episodes. Interesting. Yeah, it, which I mean, it's fine. I have I got nothing nothing against that, but. Uh, I'm wondering if you like it because we had outside of the podcast had a discussion. That I'm a fan of uh, if someone's doing something campy horror, as long as they know yeah. it's campy, you know, I can get into it. Uh, it's definitely that critters definitely knows where they rank yeah. <laughs> and what you know what they're known for, is and they don't they lean into it, which mm. I'm feeling it. Okay. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried's in it. Uh, yeah, his voice, not his. I mean, it's there his voice, but it's not like over. Overheight. Yeah. Um, defi- I, I feel like he definitely amps it up when he's doing like the Aflac commercial or or like when he's doing stand up. Yeah. Um, but he's he's funny. Um, the two main characters, the kids, are hilarious. Brings up it brings everything 
from the original movies, uh, you know, faceless bounty hunters going after the, uh, which I don't know. I have to go back and rewatch it, but I don't know if they ever referred to them as Krites, but that's what they're that's referred what to now. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember much about the movies. I just remember the, the actual critters and they were gross and terrifying. I saw, I saw these movies, uh, you know, the other ones as kids and also, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think was his first movie. Was really? Yeah. Believe so. Got to go and double check. I but I'm pretty sure. I have to go watch that again. Uh, I believe he was in the third one. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, sure I never people will correct me. I was like, damn, I don't remember him. I'm I think sure I only saw the first one. Maybe I'm sure the second. People are like, oh, actually, it was the second part. Of the- Someone's going to correct me, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> actually, it was What's Eating Gilbert Grape, the prequel. <laughs> Straight to video. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, check it out. Wait, was that Johnny Depp? No, that Leonardo was. Leonardo DiCaprio was, was also in, in it. He was in that too. He was, he was the brother. He was the one. That was, was he take care of? Was he Gilbert Grape? Uh, no, that was uh, what's his name? Fucking I, pirate. No I don't know if I've him. actually seen that movie. <laughs> you know, we should bring that segment back where we had movie <laughs> book reviews by Cody with books he's never read. Yeah, the greatest book I've never read. Yeah. <laughs> do that maybe with movies. But, uh, uh, so, what was eating Gilbert Grape? Was it just a bad day? Yeah, it was just a bad day, man. <laughs> or was it like an animal? Just <laughs> a giant caterpillar, a polar bear. But yeah, Damn, uh, I never would have thought it was a polar bear. <laughs> check out Shutter. Check out uh, how British much, New Binge. How much is uh, Shutter per month? You know, um, I guess uh, part two of the nerdy confession is I'm borrowing it from someone. Oh, nice, three ninety nine. Exactly. I like that. I'm yeah. sh- I'm sure, and someone will probably correct me. I'm sure it's eight ninety nine a month. But okay, I will say this: if I wasn't watching it through someone's, I would definitely subscribe to it. Okay, For sure. fair enough. Yeah, I I, I worry about. The the future of streaming. You mean Apple with their new uh, streaming uh, channel? That is part of it. <laughs> but Oprah's got a show in it, bro. You know it's gonna. I don't be give good. a shit about Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to the listeners out there. That might be a little aggressive, but I don't give a shit about Oprah. Damn. What did, what did Oprah do to you? Not, not a goddamn thing. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> she could have saved me from this life of working <laughs> and struggle, but she didn't do shit. That's what um, this episode is brought to you by Oprah. There's <laughs> <laughs> your friends now available on the Harpo network. Um, uh, but no, I, I'm concerned about like, you know, I, I am glad that there are avenues where, where original content that wouldn't be made can be made. Like there's cool shows that like, you know, if you think about um, like we talked in depth about Marvel daredevil, um, you know, on Netflix with uh, our guest, Jeffrey Cantor, and um we talked about also follow him you know, yeah check sure him, him check him out um he's hilarious and a delightful man um we talked about you know we've talked about different series you know bloodlines we talked about way back at when when it was first coming out um orange is the new black all these stranger things of course all these great series are coming out and like they might not have had a place on like nbc fox cbs you know any of these real broadcast channels so i am glad what do you do time? Orange is the New Black couldn't be on NBC. No, nah, that would have to be an HBO <laughs> show for sure. That had H- or you know what? That had Showtime written all over it. <laughs> I don't know if there was enough uh, terrible sex scenes for Showtime. Uh, there's this bunch was of like Skinamax. You know? Yeah, Skinamax. It, it's not bad enough for Skinamax. Um, but no, you know, uh, I'm glad that there's an avenue for these, but I am worried about where it's headed because you know as we've heard before disney is coming out with their own streaming service which is going to have the new star wars show on it and i'm sure some new marvel content on it as well um and then you know uh it's it was just announced that what was the one well apple you met you brought up yep is going to have their own um streaming content which i i don't know what that's going to be like are they doing original content too i i to be honest i just saw like a little little headline of it i haven't gone too yeah, in we'll, depth we'll see what that ends up being and then uh, you know of course cbs all access is doing the new twilight zone which is coming out star trek discovery and the new jean-luc picard star trek vehicle what with starring patrick stewart really yep oh nice so it, it is cool that that's coming out, but it sucks that I have to pay $6 for a shitty app that I don't want to watch anything on except Star Trek. Maybe, no, I was going to say, like, maybe it'll be, like, a giant cable network. It'll be like, watch everything here. Kind of like, you know, you know, the Xfinity or whatever, but no. 
I can't imagine right. these big companies wanting to split their profits. You know? Yeah, well, that's the thing is, is like, you know, it used to be like you would get some of these shows on Hulu, right? Hulu had, you know, network television on it where you'd find like things like Modern Family yeah. or, you know, uh, what other things do people watch on TV? <laughs> big Bang Theory or whatever. I was going to say Friends, but that's all over uh, Yeah, that's Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I'm worried about that. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where, like, for all these shows we want to watch, we have just as we're spending just as much per month, if not more, probably more, probably more for all these different streaming services. So it'll be interesting. Hence the sharing of Shutter. <laughs> yeah. So share those passwords while you can. Um, my nerdy confession. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I kind of lost what it was now that I was ranting a little bit about that we can make it that bro no there's there's i had a i had a decent one here's uh this wasn't on it but this is another good one um my nerdy confession um i a show coming on netflix talking about original shows uh oa season two just i haven't started yet i did finish season one dude first of all how crazy is that show i will say this um I, i don't know if we talked about it we may have talked about it but um Anyone who's going to start season one, I will say I was pushed into it. Yeah, uh, I I was not. It took me forty minutes into the first episode to get into it. Yeah, uh, so the first forty minutes is extremely painful and slow for me. Yeah, uh, push through it because it definitely gets better, dude. It it is one of the craziest shows oh, I remember my original it's one a, I would say it's one of those shows where if you're trying to describe it to someone it's a tough pill to swallow it's better right. if you just watch it you just it. have to watch it experience it and buy into it you know you have to just like watch it and just be like well what is happening it's it's the opposite of the Umbrella Academy where like right away you just yeah. sucked in. Umbrella like, Academy was so good, just non. Yeah. I've already watched it twice. It was, really? it was, yeah, I'd be. I'm down. about to watch it again, and I, I bought the books to read it too. So oh, I'm so excited. The, I will tell you this: this show's way better. Yeah, yeah. I started reading the first book already, and I already like the show better. Oh, it, the show is definitely way better. I'm actually like after the show, I just I started. Um, uh, since we're plugging away stuff, Comicsology. That's where I was reading it. Um, another app. But um, I was reading through it, and I was just like, "I'm, I would not have picked this up as a show." Yeah, like I'm really it's shocked. Cra- it's way, it's way more out there in the, the book. The screen, whoever did the screenplay, like, dude, fucking congrats, amazing yeah. job. I think the original author Gerard Way had uh, something to do with it. He well, was, he was at least a producer. You know, he's from like Taking Back Sunday or something. Yeah, like you that. told me that. I mean, it was great that he put a graphic novel out, and if he had. You know, helped with the screenplay. He definitely refined it for sure. Yeah, definitely fixed a lot of things. Of weird shit that was in there. I mean, I'm sure it'll play out. I'm I'm not going to give anything away, but I'm uh, sure it might so play good. out later into the show. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but going back to the OA, uh, it, you know, I'm glad you finished season one. Start season two, because once you get to episode like three, shit goes bonkers. <laughs> it is nuts i did see someone tweet about it i was like oh just skipped it i was like i don't yeah know. it was funny i was actually i was talking to a client today and, and she brought up the oa she's like yeah i just you know we want to get our network up because i want to stream you know the oa season two i'm like oh you you like that show she's like, yeah well we're like halfway through season one i was thinking about maybe just skipping straight to season two i'm like, like don't ah, do that yeah because it, it will start and you'll be like whoa what the fuck where am i <laughs> but it is it's a great show. Very like cerebral and like makes you think about weird shit. The ending was the ending of season one was like I was I was very shocked. It, it was a pretty big cliffhanger where yeah. it's like I oh, don't worry, season two picks up right where that left off. Yeah, and I won't ruin anything, but it's either wow, either the whole season made entire sense or the whole no season sense. was yeah, full of shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Watch season two. It's awesome. Um, I just remembered while I was talking about my original nerdy confession was a little sleeper show on Netflix that I really enjoyed was um, Love, Death, Death, Love, and Robots. I haven't gotten around to it, but I've heard a couple people tell me about it already. So, it's like, I don't know, it's like 15, 16 episodes long. Each episode is like anywhere from 8 to 16 minutes long so not not full shows you know not like a 22 to 30 minute show 
but each one is a different animation style. Um, and they're all, they all have some sort of animation. There is one that's like half live action and half like CGI. So some, uh, was it, uh, oh, can't think of the fucking cartoon now. Like uh, who framed Roger? Yeah, Rabbit? exactly. No, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, every animation style is different and like cool and interesting. And like, there's some that I've just never seen in animation like that. It's kind of like when we saw into the spider verse, I okay. I've been like, whoa, this is awesome! I'd never seen anything I'm quite like that. I'm starting to think there was a Matrix cartoon, Animatrix, Animatrix. Yeah, I'm assuming it's Sim- like- similar similar idea where it's different stories. Um, but yeah, watch this show. It is it is cool. Like it's it's really cool. Some some episodes are really funny and like lighthearted and stuff. Other ones are super dark, and other ones are just weird and, and like so you're like, whoa, what happened there? That was weird. So it's like Twilight Zone with, with robots. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, like, better. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, check that out. Um, also, it's super mature, so don't show it to your kids. Like, there are titties everywhere in that nice. show. I'm but, down. But Why don't you lead with that? Who doesn't love titties? Especially if they're, like, computer animated, so they're perfect. Should have led with that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, all right, now that that's out of the way, um, we need to talk about us. Not us as the podcasts, but but us. we can, we can. It's us. <laughs> like we said, we're on Spotify. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just saw Jordan Peele's newest movie. So, uh, spoiler alert. Us, yeah. If you haven't seen it, we're going to talk about it. But you should go see it because it's great. So just pause us. Pause us, us. Go see us, and then come back to us. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, first of all, let me say. Jordan Peele, I think we have a long, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't M. Night Shyamalan us and make like three really good movies and then just take a shit on us. But like, I think he has a bright future as a director and writer because his shows, his movies so far have been awesome. I'm excited about, uh, well, I'll, I'll keep my opinions. I'll let you go first and then I'll, I'll say my, so, cause I've had, I have feelings. Yeah. Feelings well, about so us, for those of you who don't know, is a story about a family um, who have a uh, it, their cabins in like Santa Cruz, but it's like it's up in the woods of Santa Cruz, so maybe like Scotts Valley or something. Yeah, like that. but it uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's near the beach boardwalk. Yeah, driving distance from Santa Cruz, which California, I loved, you know, which was cool. Woo, yeah, yeah, I remember. I definitely have been on that boardwalk many a time, and um, certain other areas that they were. Walking around and stuff, I I recognize. Um, so that was cool. First of all, seeing it um, uh, kind of local. Oh, side note: OA season two takes place in San Francisco. Oh Holla. shit! All right. Um, but yeah, and um, essentially, uh, one night like this, this family of essentially doppelgangers who look exactly like these people, um, kind of you know invade their home and try to kill them and then it just goes crazy from there and that's like basically the gist of the movie that's yeah that's very and simplified. i mean you see that in the trailer so right now there's been no spoilers but um so i will say first of all that if you're going for like a, a true like scary movie like jump scares like oh crazy scary it's not like that it's more suspenseful. Um, there are a couple little like jumpy moments here and there, but for the most part, I wasn't. I I never really like jumped out of my seat or like shot popcorn up in my face or anything like that. But it was a cool concept um, where you know there's these other versions of us who are super unhinged and they try to take us out and like you know replace us you know in our lives or something like that. Um, but I think the part where you might have had a problem with was the ending, right? Well, so couple, um, so two part, two part. Uh, I think two things messed up the our viewing, and, or particularly me. I don't think it affected you too much. One was the audience we saw it with. There was a lot of immature people. Yeah, um, I will say this is probably the movie the the movie that I've seen that has the most audience participation like the theater we were at and the people who were at the theater i mean and some of it's fine like i don't i don't mind a little like oh shit no like, that's perfect because that enhances the that's movie. fine you know my my big thing is i felt we saw a showing where there was a lot of teenagers 
and hoodlums. Well, ah, there was just a lot of teenagers, man. That like I, I because I could recognize this. There was parts that was clearly not funny. There was some parts that was like you know a scary part or an integral part of a story plot that that was you know it, it made you feel a little uneasy. And I would hear super loud laughter from teenage kids. It's like, dude, like you're pulling me out of yeah. like the scene, and that that sucked. So that that was that was something that I wouldn't say. It's not the movie's fault. It's not my fault. Uh, texting, yeah, people texting around. It's like, dude, put your goddamn phone away, man. Like yeah. we come to these things to get away from. And we saw things. it on opening night. Yeah. Well, I guess the the Friday, like the official opening day, not the Thursday. Before, yeah, yeah. But. So I mean that that stuff kind of pulled me out. Another part was my fault. I should have been more cerebral about the film. Uh, I had to go watch a video after uh, explaining a lot of things. Like, how did I not see that? I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but so that being said, uh, I don't know if I want to talk about it too much. because I don't want to give away too much. But uh, yeah, let's, I, I'd say like you can you could have listened to this whole part and still not seen the movie. It's fine. Now we're going to delve into the ending and like the theory behind it because that's where this movie really shines just like get out was like a cool movie on its own but it's like the twisty like ending to it that really made it like impactful right so so to me get out (laughs) i hate comparing but uh get out was just to me very very like perfect like everything made sense everything yes i understood everything everything was in its right place like this, there was no questions about it this one i left with a lot of questions yes where <laughs> and, I, so the the overall like okay so the, here, here's here's the overall story right so starts off with a flashback you know with this um with i don't even remember what the main girl's name was Oof, lupita nyong'o is, is it was the with actress the e. it was doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, forgive us. So but. Lupita, we'll call her that from now on because she's awesome. And oh, uh, she's fantastic. Both she, as uh, she is very easy on the eyes. <laughs> both as the uh, quote unquote normal person and yeah. as the tethered. It was like watching two different oh yeah people. And Even the kids, the kids were great. The kids, the kids were excellent. The husband stole the show for me. He was adorable. He was the. F- he was the funniest guy, like and like, but also one of the most real portrayals of like a modern day guy I've ever seen. It's it was like, awesome. The, the, and the whole time, everyone and I felt it too. Everyone's fear is like, and spoiler, we all felt like he's gonna die at any moment. I know. If there's anyone who's gonna fucking go, yeah, it's the goofy husband. It's gonna end, you know. Spoiler, but he, thank God, you know, he makes he, it. He makes it. He makes it. Him as as his tethered version too. Was creepy as fuck. And you know what's crazy though is like, for for, at first when I saw when I saw the characters, you know, all the 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 second the tethered family, which is like their doppelganger version, I could tell that uh, Lupita was her, right? Because I'd seen that in the trailer, and you see close ups of her face, and you're like, oh, that's her, but just like a little bit more unhinged. For him, like it was. He acted so different because he. Plays, I could almost, I almost couldn't tell because that he, it was the same guy. He plays like this dude is like, dude, I can't imagine anyone not liking this dude. Like, yeah, he seems like such like, a great dad. I just want to like, like hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, like great dude to <laughs> hang out with. And then you see the menacing parts. Like, oh shit, he looks creepy as fuck. Like, yeah. at any moment, like he could, he could do something nuts. Yeah, and then, um, um, and then like the little kid with the mask on, like you couldn't really tell because he had a mask on. But uh, he, him and then the other, their um, the daughter, the the daughter, like I could tell, like she did a good job, like she did a really good job of being creepy as fuck. She had a really creepy smirk. Yeah, that she always had exactly. But then there are other friends that they're friends with the twin daughters. Yeah, that husband too. I really liked his transformation from you know from normal to it crazy. Was, it was interesting. Well, once the big reveal happens, um, I was thinking about it again and like. The tethered, uh, even though they were, you know, because there was they're different, but they still held on to certain physical traits. Right. And uh, the second family, the Caucasian family, the dad did a really great job of like holding on to a little bit of the other person's (laughs) traits where he's like chasing after the guy to kill him. But he's also like doing it kind of like like uh, kind of douchey. I guess I'll go do it. Yeah. Like really. 
like, he leaned into it really well. That was the best. I th- I thought that was the coolest part because he was just like, you know, he 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 wasn't. Uh, he was like an unwilling like participant. He's just like, oh, fine, I guess I'll go do it. You know, which he, is part of his trait when yeah, he was the untethered, exactly. or well, the the quote unquote normal, I right? Guess. Exactly. Um, and I just think that that was like the the actors and actresses of this movie, like they brought it home. This couldn't have been done if someone's performance wasn't like on point. Which is, you know, that, you know, there's there's movies out there where, like, arguably the acting's not very good. Twilight. <laughs> um, but, like, the story is, is good enough where, um, you know, it kind of carries it along, like, the, the premise behind it. But this one, I feel like if you had anyone less than an excellent actor or actress in it. It would fall apart. It would fall apart so quickly. Um, and I think the director played played a big part in it, too, because it was just... You had to kind of have that uneasy feeling like the whole time when they're going to the vacation home, you knew something bad was going to happen. <laughs> like, even though they're in this lovely like cabin, you know, and they're they're all having fun and the husband's making all these dad jokes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it was just it was so cool. Um, Soundtrack kinda, was amazing. I got five on it was played multiple <laughs> times and it was awesome. And it's kind of funny to think that. The people who grew up with that song are now having kids and families and stuff what well, was serious like i would have never assumed you could turn that song into like a creepy horror but it lent itself it lent itself very well yeah it was really good and it is now that now that i've seen it in that context it is kind of it has that creepy yeah yeah um, but anyway, let's get to the, the big, uh, like reveal of this movie. So the big reveal is that, um, first of all, these tethered people, the doppelgangers, you know, have been living underground and were essentially connected to their counterparts on the surface. So much so that as we are going about our lives up here on the surface, there is, uh, supposedly a you know a copy of us under there just you know pantomiming out the same shit that we're going through except obviously they're super unstable they don't know how to talk and then uh, they survive on a diet of mostly rabbits only rabbits yeah which I feel like they would be constipated fairly quickly <laughs> so and that I guess that's my little where like again where get out was to me like this perfect film yeah. everything made sense where it was a, it was a more it, it was a more obtainable concept right you know what i mean you, you know get out you're 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 switching you know your your mind bending you know body snatching into a younger body that's going to live forever and they happen to pick black people because black people are cool now you know <laughs> or whatever and you know they would switch out now for me it's like i, I had questions like okay who's feeding the rabbits because where are the rabbits coming from? Well, I mean that that made sense. Rabbits was a great choice because they can they, rabbits fuck like rabbits. Exactly, like that yeah. makes sense. Like if you're gonna have a food source, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like they clearly weren't feeding the rat. And I know it sounds stupid, and partially it's like you know you gotta let certain things go. But that to me was one. Um, second, where were they getting like clothes and supplies? Because. Right. Granted, it's they don't explain it, but it's very easy to, to guess that it was the government that created them. And actually, Lupita kind of uh, hinted at it, like they don't know who made them, but they presume the humans made right. them, and that they were looking away to control humans above. Makes sense. Wouldn't put that past the government. That sounds like some some shit they yeah. would do. And that's an acceptable premise. But there's just so many like so many weird question marks in the setup, you know? Like, if someone's if traveling we had, if or flying... If we had seen one guy, like, at, in, like, a super flashback, in, like, a white lab coat walking by, like, writing something down on, on a clipboard, that would have been enough for me, you know what I mean? But it's just like, okay, these people are down here, they can't talk to each other, but somehow they have clothes, unlimited supply of rabbits, and very organized living structure. Right. And yeah. the thing is, like, what happens when they travel? I mean, they're not traveling underneath those tunnels long distances. Um, are they still connected when that happens? And, again, yeah. it's just a bunch of little little things like that. Uh, I would have liked to have seen 
now I get it for the sake of editing and making this movie, you know, two hours long instead of five hours long. It's hard to explain that stuff, but I mean, I feel like it needed a little something. Right. And I'm not. It was a great movie. Definitely recommend watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch it again because again, the audience I watched it with, you know, maybe maybe I'll catch some things that'll explain more that I didn't catch. Mm-hmm. But um, not every movie's perfect, you know. A lot of movies. But have still, some faults. it's good. It's a good movie, and I definitely recommend seeing it. And it I, was awesome. Original movie making a ton of money. Hopefully, we get more original and, movies. And that's another thing is like, even though you know it's hard to come up with a fully fleshed out original idea, you know. So I I can give him the benefit of the doubt on um, some of the details that I would have liked to have heard. And the hands across America thing at the end was like, okay, I get it, but like. Why do you have to kill everybody to do that? <laughs> you know. So this is what um what I had listened to and I had missed, and I felt like a dummy for not uh, seeing these things. Us was also meant to be us in U.S. Yeah. Um, Get Out was a movie about race. Us mm-hmm. was a movie about class. So the untethered the people underneath are the, supposed to be the poor, the disenfranchised, the uh, forgotten. Yeah. And well, so so you know that's a good point because they are basically. The same person as yeah. you and me, but w- who grew up in different circumstances. Yeah, and what what's the difference? Priv- we're the privileged; they are the un- unprivileged. And all they and, ate was rabbits. And what do the unprivileged like? Not seeing rabbits. The underprivileged. We don't <laughs> want to see them. We act like they don't exist. You know, you see a homeless person in the street. What do you do? Kind of pass them up. I don't got time for you. You know, you don't please don't affect my day. Yeah. So I was like, man, I, I, I missed that point, you know, and yeah. what's the worst thing that a privileged person is afraid of? The underprivileged coming up and coming up fast and taking their place. And murdering them with scissors. <laughs> it, essentially taking their place, taking yeah. their place. Um, so that was the whole, you know, horror aspect of it is like, you know, we are the aboves and we don't like. When the, you know, underprivileged come up and I was like, damn, I missed that. And that's why I said I failed as an audience member to, you know, to pick that up. Yeah, I will say, like, I, I didn't quite think about it in that context when I'm when I was watching it, which it make it makes total sense. I definitely think that's that's probably what he was going for. But I did, you know, I did like the concept of, you know, um, who you would be if you grew up different than you right. know, the, the way you grew up, because that's always been something interesting to me. Uh, uh, the movie that first kind of brought that to my attention was the boys boys from brazil or the boys in brazil did you ever watch that one with gregory peck you say you're saying it wasn't trading places it definitely was not trading <laughs> places but to Shout each out his, to eddie murphy to each Jenna. other yeah. <laughs> god <laughs> uh no mine had gregory peck in it oh excuse me <laughs> yeah. and it was about um it was about basically uh the nazis who escaped to brazil trying to clone hitler and so they cloned like I forget how many it was. There's like three or four boys, um, and then they they cloned Hitler from his DNA, and they had these boys, but they had to replicate Hitler's life to to make sure that he turned out to be a new Hitler. And so like there say there's four boys. They they uh, met them, you know, adopted them into these certain families who were very similar to Hitler's family. They made sure that his dad died at this certain age. They made sure that he had this interaction. One of the things was he got like attacked by a dog as a young child. So they made sure all of them got attacked by a dog at, at a young age and stuff. And so they were trying to replicate what made him into, you know, their hero, I guess, you know? <laughs> and, um, and in the end, basically there's like one who, who like everything lines up perfectly. And at the end you just see like, Oh fuck that's going to be a new Hitler. And so that was kind of a cool thing, but some of them, you know, you know, if, if the, if like the mom, instead of spanking him, just like put him in timeout, that could ruin the whole thing, you know? So it was yeah, kind yeah. of interesting how, you know, little things can separate, you know, you from becoming what you, you know, what we are now kind of thing. That's all it takes is one spanking. Yeah. That's and all it takes. To all the parents listening. Spank your kids. Cause there's a bunch of fucking assholes running around. A bunch of little fucking Hitlers running around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I think overall it was an excellent movie. I, I would like to see more explanation. Hey, maybe there'll be a second one. There's a lot there, you know, it ends and there's still a lot of unanswered questions and you see there's helicopters. So not everyone got killed. But yeah. I mean, they survived. So it's, you know, we can imagine other people would survive as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing too, that kind of brought me, uh, 
brought me out, but um, of the whole thing was that no one had guns ever. Well, dude, it was uh, Santa it, Cruz. It was well, it was in California, but like at one point, remember? I think I leaned over to you and I'm like, "Look at the cop car. There's a fucking shotgun in there." <laughs> That's true. Well, I I would say to answer that, um, and that was one of the things that they mentioned in the movie why they were so successful at killing their own, um, their well, I guess their other, their yeah, other doppelgangers yeah. was because they knew them inside and out. They knew what actions they would take. They knew what they would do before they even, you know, would do it. So, you know. Yeah, but they had scissors. Yeah. It's like, true. you could have, you know, you can have a version of me who knows me inside and out, but if he comes at me with scissors, I'm going to put him down. Yeah, but <laughs> you would know to go after you when you were sleeping, where you don't have a gun. Well, I sleep with a gun under my pillow. Oh, uh, well, all right. Well, fuck me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, sometimes I just wake up and pull the trigger. Just, just for no reason. Just yeah, yeah. I have night terrors. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there was some cool, uh, cool little aspects. Also, a uh, little aspect of the brow decisions that I missed. Um, and you have to pay attention. Every person that they do kill, uh, they stab them in the throat. Yeah. Uh, and it's because they were taking their voice away. They didn't have a voice, so they were taking their voice away. I was like, damn it, I missed that shit too. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what was the, what, what, what was the s- symbolic nature of the scissors? They talk about that. I mean, it, I feel like I, I don't it's kind of like it. a working class symbol, you know, working in textiles. I know uh, Thriller. Because they're shears. Yeah. Thriller and the one glove, because they all have one glove. It had to do with Michael Jackson. And I, I don't remember uh, the symbolism behind it, but there was something to it. And I got to rewatch that video again. I'll get back to you guys on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> and then why were they why were they all wearing sandals? I feel like vans are really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is like and, and they're in santa cruz i guess they made their own stuff they made the rabbit leather i don't know <laughs> maybe <laughs> i never thought of that those are some well-made sandals <laughs> like dude when you got all day trying to plan <laughs> what to else are they doing <laughs> uh and that yeah and where do they get all the jumpsuits from? that was my big thing is like if they're down there and they're the because they're, they're wearing they're wearing like different identical. clothes you know yeah it, well when like, they're down when there they're it's down all there. Whatever was available, but yeah. I was like, "Well, I guess they made it. Where'd they get material?" You know, that's and, and again, it's stupid little things like that where you know, and I, things I should overlook. But yeah, I'd say there's you know, in I think that's kind of a uh, a good indicator of a good fiction story, right? There's or like maybe not even fiction, maybe something on the border of fantasy, right? Like this one is you know highly improbable that this could actually happen right i mean i feel like you know satellite imagery or something would find doppelgangers living under unless it. it's the u.s doing it man then exactly it. sure okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but i think that you know a good fiction story can introduce something that you can take for in you you have to take in and just go with it you know what i mean you have to say okay in this world this is completely possible and that that makes for a decent like you know lord of the rings okay we're, we are led to believe that there's a world where multiple races um live together and there's magic that's kind of the acceptable basis of the world of lord of the rings right now if in the middle of why is this fucking sorry for the message dings <laughs> i hate my apple computer like like doing the same thing anyway um but if in lord of the rings you know, just as Frodo's about to, or maybe Sam, or Frodo's about to drop the ring into the 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 volcano, a fucking alien comes down, absorbs the ring, and takes off in his spaceship. That would be unbelievable because Tolkien has not created a world where that's part of the the rule structure, right? All right. So, I think that there are certain parts of this movie where you're just like. It just seems a little too out there to be to fit in with the rest of the movie, right? Um, so I think that it's a fine line when you're trying to juggle in between these things. Where um, you know, I talked, uh, I think in our last episode, how how Dune was kind of a letdown for me. You know, this, this epic sci-fi thing. You know, one of the best sci-fi books of all time. There were certain things in there that were too big of a leap for me to believe in this world. Where like, okay, so. 
we're in the future. We're in space. We could travel faster than the speed of light by taking this drug that makes us think our way through light speed. Okay, I can kind of... That's an established baseline. There are laser guns. There are force fields. People don't use laser guns or force fields. They use knives. Like, okay, like, come on. Give me... It's like, more personal, Cody. It's just a... <laughs> that up and close, you know? I want to I want to look into your eyes yeah. to see your soul exits the body. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, they have a really big problem with giant sandworms eating their factories and stuff. They also have nuclear weapons. Like, there's just, like, certain weird things that kind of clash. And I don't think... I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that us has a bunch of these. I just think that it's bordering on the line where some of the stuff is too unbelievable to fit into the world that, that Jordan Peele established with the movie. So, um, but you know, I think overall very good and I'm excited to see what he does next. More important. Oh, Twilight zone. Super excited. Yeah. And I, I am super stoked. So make sure you get CBS all access. <laughs> um, but, um, I am super excited to see what he does with that and how much influence he actually has with that show. I think because he's involved, it's going to be really good. Um, but I'm just I'm I know excited. he's hosting, but is he is he writing some of the stuff? I'm hoping he's like a producer or something, but I don't know. I think I think the idea behind it is that each you know each week is going to be a different director and you know writer maybe. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So I'm excited for his career because you know like don't get me wrong, I love Key and Peele. Like, Key and Peele was some of the most hilarious. Isn't, isn't it interesting? Yes, Key and Peele was super, super funny. Yeah. I feel a little bad that Dave Chappelle is so bitter towards them for it because I feel like you can share the field, but he hates on them you a know, lot. You know, every time, like, I, I've heard a couple things where he's talking about that, where he's like, yeah, that's my show, man. You know, it's that, like, that, dude, share the light, you know? But I get what he's saying, I, you know, in a, and who knows? I'm not Dave Chappelle, and I, I've only heard a couple things with him talking about it because a lot of people bring that up. But to me, he's saying that the show that they were doing is is kind of what he was coming up with. Um, uh, that was like the path that his show was taking. So he, I didn't take it as like he's like jealous of these guys making a bunch of money. But he's like, yeah, that that's what that's what I was doing. But it was too much for me. He gave it up, kind of. But well, you gotta listen to stand up because he does say like, oh yeah, they're doing my show, and it's kind of like, well, dude. Instead, of, I don't know. It definitely to me feels like he's jabbing at them. But instead of jabbing, I congratulate, man. You know, like you you led the path for others to follow. You know, that's that's a great thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, I think we should all lift each other up instead of like you see someone climbing up like don't try to you know knock on their success yeah. you know like congratulate them yeah exactly but anyway you know i think you know back to the point is that it's amazing to see that someone who came out of of making a show like that which is hilarious and awesome in its own right and i think it it did you know just like the Chappelle show it it, it touched on a lot of stuff that you know Friends had talked about with each other, but had never been put into a right, TV right. show, and that's what the successful, like, but representation can, of can life. You imagine, is. like, uh, we went back a couple of years, like, oh yeah, Key and Peele, one of them is going to make a successful horror movie. Like, get the fuck out of yeah, here! Exactly. Shut the fuck up! Yeah. What are you talking get about? Real? Yeah, it'd be like if, uh, you know, it'd be like if Dave Chappelle directed Interstellar. <laughs> I'd well, watch that movie. <laughs> sci-fi. I mean. Uh, keep it horror i don't know <laughs> yeah i it, i think that would be crazy or what if or what if uh what if like carlos mencia will stop you right there <laughs> before you <even> continue <laughs> i'm trying to think of another like what if carlos mencia starred in the revenant <laughs> you know joe rogan successfully stopped that dude's career granted i mean he probably would have done that on his own but like um a lot of uh, I don't know. A lot of people I know aren't, aren't huge Joe Rogan fans because of his podcast, which uh, I think can be interesting at times. And also, I'm not a big fan of some of the guests he gets on sometimes. But that was a great thing he did, man. He stopped a dude who was becoming successful from stealing other people's intellectual work. You know, oh, was he the one who whistle blew on the? Oh, yeah, whistle? big time, dude. There's 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 actually really great YouTube videos of him. Uh, like call him out while Mencia's on stage, you know, and oh, really, yeah, man. And I, that's the right move to do. You know, like if you see somebody taking your, you know, your not even your coworkers, but your fellow peers and your homies work and, you know, getting successful while 
other people are grinding away, you know, and then some yeah. guys just, oh, that's great. Let me just take that. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad Mencia went down. Um, you know, you really, you know like, people shouldn't get successful off of stealing other people, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think that, um, you know, it's important to have an original voice. And um, there's so much garbage, whether it be TV, movies, books. There's a bunch of garbage out there. Um, and it's, it's really, really refreshing to see someone coming out with something that is that is new and fresh and original and it's doing well. You know, it's easy for someone to come out with a piece of crap movie that's a brand new idea, like Sharknado. Okay, like I think that's a shitty idea and a shitty movie. You can fight me on Twitter if you want, but because Christian will be the one talking back. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I haven't seen Sharknado. It's so. just you know, you know, but it's like I understand it takes a certain amount of you know, uh, it takes guts to put something out there that's an original idea like that now some of them are better than others of course but i think that you know it's it's cool to see fresh ideas that are doing well in the box office and that people are having conversations about like i mean get out uh it was up for original screenplay or did it win best no, original screenplay? forgive us if we get this wrong but yeah once once the oscars are over i just uh i just totally forget it but um, I think that uh, it's really cool to see someone getting recognition for something that's awesome and new and fresh. And it's like this is the second movie that you came out with. And you know, it just goes to show we should start giving more comedians uh, reins on different genres. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, and and that's another thing too is maybe just maybe not uh, labeling someone strictly a comedian. Too. Right, right. You know, like. Um, I think, like for instance, a uh, good a good example. I think that off the top of my head would be uh, like Mike Birbiglia. Like, obviously, he's a comedian, stand up comedian, but he also he also wrote some really like really thoughtful, touching, you know, like drama movies that have funny parts to him and stuff. Um, but he he has a really sweet way of looking at the world and stuff too that isn't part of his stand-up comedy necessarily but you know it's cool that he gets to make those movies and that you know even though we think of him as a stand-up comedian he has this other aspect to his personality um and it you know i'm i'd like to see more of that i'd like to see more people branch out and do what they really really want to do i think another good comedian does that is a uh, ricky gervais he does a really good job of dramedy uh drama comedy you know uh, where he'll do a good mix of like some thoughtful, thought-provoking stuff, and some super fucking hilarious things in it. Yeah, you know, I think you know uh, he, he does a great job, and you know, it it comes in all aspects of music too, or, or of movies, music, and TV shows too. John Mayer's a great example. You know, like if you told high school Cody that he would he would love John Mayer as a musician, I would tell you that you're fucking crazy. <laughs> And depending on what year of high school, I might be like, who's John Mayer? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's funny because he played, he did all the Your Body is a Wonderland and Daughters, Talk to Your Mother, or whatever. That's, he, that he, was uncanny how perfect. Yeah, it was like he was here in studio. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he did his pop songs. And then he comes out with this album uh, called Trio, uh, or, the John, or it's called Try, the John Mayer Trio. And it's some of the best, like, rock and blues and funk guitar that I've ever heard. And now he plays guitar for the Grateful Dead, who is one of my favorite bands of all time. So it's kind of cool to see that, like, oh, there's this guy who we put, who I personally put a label on. Like, John Mayer is a piece of garbage. He just writes sappy pop songs, whatever. He's he's Ed Sheeran, you know. And But now, he, like, he's not that guy. He's He actually has this other side to him that you know i've come to appreciate that you know it's kind of interesting so it's kind of cool man don't don't put labels on people don't you know who knows maybe uh maybe kevin spacey can molester his way into an oscar (laughs) (laughs) jesus was that the wrong setup for that (laughs) just kidding too soon it's not funny what kevin spacey did but you know i'm just saying like what if someone that we think 
Like, what if Taylor Swift we'll turned you there again? <laughs> no. What, what if Taylor Swift comes out with like a super legit documentary about penguins? Or no, not penguins. <laughs> it's been done, Cody. <laughs> about basketball, like, and it, it's really good and insightful. Like, I would have to like you know tip my hat to Taylor Swift if she did something like that. You know, I feel like you know we try to categorize people too much, and as humans. That's that has led us into some very troubling things. Well, it just so and that's what Get Out and uh, (laughs) us have tried to teach us. It's just it's I feel like it's very human nature ish to put things in categories. Right. You know, like it just makes things recognize patterns. That's like part of what makes being a human. So, yeah, you're right. We need to get kind of uh, kind of untrain ourselves. Yeah. And I think also too, and not just us as viewers, I mean. People are going to watch movies no matter what. So, if you put out, you know, they're they're, they're doing their what thirtieth Medea movie. People are going to watch that shit. You know what I mean? I'm happy to say I've never watched any Medea. Me movie. neither. I've just seen clips. <laughs> um, but you know, I think more than just us as viewers, I would love to see more movie studios give these people chances to do, you know, do something out there and and something risky and fun, because you know. As much as I love, love Fast and the Furious movies, do we really need this many of them? I've only seen Tokyo Drift. I'm pretty sure. Dude, I've that's the that. worst one. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that on the podcast. It's not even. It might not even be the worst one. I I enjoyed Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's fine. The music, you know, that one it's, racing. It's song. no Fast Five. It's no Fast and Furious. It's no Furious Seven. I'm trying to remember what the order like it was fast five that's that's one of those because i remember that was a funny one it sounds like a hand job let me get a fast five (laughs) that's one of those uh, and a furious seven something weird i don't even know what that is fucking a hand and plus two (laughs) two toes in there (laughs) that's one of those movie series that i've always told myself all right i I need to for you know for the fandom for everyone need to watch i just never gotten around to well it's funny because we're gonna go on a fast and furious tangent here people Buckle in. Get away from me, cat. Sweet Pea's here to chime in on that. Yeah. <laughs> she heard Fast 7, and she's like, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to go on a brief Fast and Furious tangent. You're in a cool position because you have only seen one Fast and Furious movie. You can now, and I've never really done it, watched it all in a row. Fast and Furious has been one of these things where, like, I've kind of seen them as they've come out, but I've never, I haven't really revisited them too much. But you can watch the evolution of this is this is a show about movie. people stealing or, or this is a movie about people stealing cars and doing crime. And then eventually it becomes, OK, this is a movie about former criminals who used to steal cars doing crime. And now they're saving the day. Then it's Vin Diesel is a superhero and so is The Rock. And now they're friends, and they're doing super stuff. Like that's how it's the series has evolved. So I'd be eager so to. You just you just ruined everything for me. D- no, <laughs> I have not. Trust me. You're gonna watch it. and You're gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? I, no, I'm super excited for it. You. you should I, do a marathon and live tweet it. I think in the next one they're gonna be fighting ghosts. That's what I've heard. Yeah, you know, some kind of Ghostbusters. Oh, the ghost of Brian. <laughs> oh, so sad, Paul Walker. Dude, and also. It was really sad when Paul Walker died, and then they they kind of they, he doesn't die in the movie. So spoiler, I don't mean to spoil that for you. But there's a really sad thing with, with that song. It's been a long time, wrote you, my friend, and uh, yeah, it's really sad. And I remember watching that in the movie theaters. I was like, <laughs> Paul Walker, I miss and it was, it was really sad. But, uh, yeah, you should watch all those movies, man. They're good. Cause, uh, I, I'm, I'm down. I'm going to make it a point. Plus, we got the new spinoff coming out. Hobbs and... Uh, was it Hobbs and Dobson? I don't know. Dobson and I Hobbs. Them, so I don't know. A Fast and Furious Presents. Yeah, it's going to be stupid, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> it's got Idris Elba in it, so it might be the one that I go watch in the theater. Idris Elba needs to be in more stuff. Uh, he's one of these... But he needs to be... He needs to be in some big stuff and leads. Yeah. I, I really, I think you know, and we I, mean, said I think before. we talked about it so much about the Dark Tower. But I mean, the last thing I'll say is that that was 
two folds why I wanted it to succeed. They a, are making a show about Dark Tower, though. Did you hear about uh, that? No. They just cast Roland and Martin. And it's going to take place back in uh, when Roland's becoming a gunslinger. So it's going to be like... What was, what when he's was a teenager. That? Song... Well, yeah, so so in Mexico, what? That's where uh, that's where it took place, wasn't it? In Mexico? No, it was called Mexico. They changed it. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Yeah, dude. We'll uh, go back. We'll it get was back. In Gilead. No, but the town with the big coffin hunters. I I'm fairly certain I would remember if they had a town called Mexico. It wasn't Mexico. It was Mexico. There's no way that's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's true. We'll get back to you. We'll, guys, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> but no, it's going to be younger, younger gunslinger. That yeah. was that was one of my favorite books, to be honest. So I'm really yeah. excited about. No, that. I really like that too. I re- that was one of my favorite versions of Cuthbert. Was so I'm really excited yeah. about that. And then, uh, um, but yeah, like, and I know people have been clamoring for this for a while, but he would be an excellent James Bond. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it with the three for tea girls, but yeah, of course. I don't know why it never happened, to be honest. Right. I think he would have been better than Daniel Craig. Not saying that Daniel Craig is bad. He's probably one of my favorite Bonds. Just not Timothy Dalton and Roger Moore. Because as much as hey, like I love both of them. Fuck you. They, they're fine and they're and they they brought their own flavor to it. But like, if you're trying to make it a serious like spy movie action movie, they kind of ruined that. <laughs> I mean, just the 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 tones of the movies. And it's not their fault necessarily, but. But I would love if if you had Idris Elba doing Casino Royale and Skyfall. Holy shit, that would have been awesome. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, I I feel like for some reason he keeps getting cast in these like supporting roles in which he's awesome. Like he was the most he was the most compelling part of Pacific Rim. For he sure. was. He he was definitely had the more in depth. He definitely had the most. Like I want to know about this character. You yeah, know? exactly. You he want to the, see him in his prime, and, and he stuff. had the cooler backstory. Yeah, and his voice is cool. His accent is the coolest. Hope they bring him back for the new Avengers. Hemdall. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he comes back too. I mean, he's just he. Every time he's on screen, he is amazing. Um, but then I saw he's going to be in some TV show, which I don't know if it's going to be good or not. We'll see. Where he's like a nanny who used to be a DJ. That's a waste. <laughs> I mean, it might be really good. But I feel like that's a waste of Idris Elba. <laughs> well, and also the new Suicide Squad. So, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think I told you about that. <laughs> yeah, I just reminded you about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, he's going to take over as Deadshot uh, from Will Smith. I think that could be fucking dope. And maybe that'll be the movie that finally, won- when he's like fifty or whatever, <laughs> however old he, he is, cares, man. Black don't crack. So that's it's fine. true. That's true. He's a handsome man. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will start getting him some leading roles, though. It makes me a little sad because I would have loved to have seen him as um, as Green Lantern. Think, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that would be fucking dope because he's already he already has kind of like, you know, he always has short hair. I, I wouldn't want him bald. I don't know how much the DC universe, you know, is going to go into. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Shazam is going to obviously kill it. Uh, I've talked to several people who've seen it already and they say it's awesome. I I have just from. Um, from the stuff I've seen is like, this is the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, actually there's a great video of the, I can't think of the actor's name right now, but, uh, Zachary Levy. Yeah. There's this video and Levi, maybe we'll Levi. maybe if I can find it, we'll put it up for where this little girl is like, she loves Shazam and she's like hugging him and she's like crying. And he's like, Oh, and he's trying to make heart of it. But then all of a sudden, like you see him tearing up and he's like, you're going to make me cry. And then <laughs> he starts crying with us. Like, you know what? Just for that, like just that, for that, was, just awesome. for that, that dude's fucking awesome. Like that guy has actual, Feelings for fans, you know, and that's, yeah, that's the exactly. shit you want to see with with uh, actors like, you know, he genuinely cared you yeah. know, that the fans care. And he, he's always been like we've seen him several times at uh, Comic-Con and he's always hanging out with the fans, taking pictures. Could, yeah. When we were there, when he was with the two little kids, uh, forgive me, I don't can't remember the actor's names, but Shazam you, kids. <laughs> but you could tell that they genuinely enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. Like you, could t- like you can't fake that chemistry when they were out there. Right. He seems like generally a good dude who just happened to be like he went from like the dorky guy from that show Chuck and now he's like in superhero movies. So good for him. I really enjoy it. But anyway, that about does it for us on this episode of Nerds with Friends. Um, So make sure you guys are 
hitting us up on Twitter at Nerds with Friend. Check us out on Facebook, and uh, hopefully we'll have some. Uh, hopefully we'll have some new stuff coming out for you about that tea sponsorship. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, also, and I feel just because I brought up Ricky Gervais's name, uh, make sure to watch uh, Afterlife. Great show. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, you told me about that last time. It was, sounds pretty interesting. But go check out us. And if you haven't seen Get Out, uh, first of all, Get Out. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Go watch those two movies back to back if you can, because um, they are the future of uh, suspenseful movies. I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's about all we got. Christian, thank you for joining. Fun as, as always, we always do. Holding it down and um, check us out on Spotify. Give that a listen. And, and also uh, listen to us again. And also listen to us again. <laughs> on the website. On the website or through podcasts or, or iTunes. iTunes or what have you. Um, and maybe maybe someday soon, we're, I think we're going to try to figure out YouTube too. So stay tuned. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah, I mean, it should be pretty easy. We'll just put a picture of my face on there. I'm and, we'll just, and then it'll just be playing underneath. I'm, I'm sure there's a way that. of doing it. It'd be easy. But thanks for listening, guys, um, every week. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.